If you're happy with the same old ways of dating, if you enjoy sucking at communication, and you have no desire to improve your romantic life, then our podcast might not be for you. But you want some out-of-the-box ideas to deepen your current relationships, broaden your sexual horizons, develop a better understanding of yourself, or learn more about non-monogamy, then you've come to the right place. I'm Jace. I'm Emily. And I'm Dedeker. And this is the Multi-Amory Podcast. On this episode of the Multi-Amory Podcast, we're asking the question, should you come out of the closet? Coming out of the closet as a poly person is an important decision, and in this episode, we will discuss the most important risks and benefits to think about before coming out. But first, we have an important PSA from Emily. So, this episode drops on November 8th, which if you are in the United States of America is voting day. So if you're listening to this and you haven't gone out already, please vote. Please uh, vote so that you can't, you know, go and be like, God, uh, I hate this person. They won, you know, pissed off or something. Because (laughs) if you didn't vote, then you can't complain. So go vote. Yes. It's your civic duty. Right. There is also a lot more to vote about than just the president as well. And I recommend, um, you know, it's a little late at this point since it is election day, but go educate yourself about those things. Are you kidding me? It's not too late. You can, like, we got the internet now. Like, you can write all that shit in, like, 10 minutes and get the important facts. It's a big, important election, guys. So let's vote. All right. All right. Go do it. Go research and then go vote. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. For those of of you outside the U.S., um, send us good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Wish us the Boats best. with your vibes towards we're us? We're going to need it. Question mark? Yeah, we're, we're going to need, need some... Yeah, for surezies. Yeah. We're going to need some support yeah. and love either way. All right. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. All right. We're talking about coming out today. Um, so we sort of wanted to start with something that may seem obvious, but it's what is coming out? Like, what does that actually mean to be out? It's a man. Well, it was... I mean, it was originally just a term used by the homosexual community if i'm correct i feel like mm-hmm. we're gonna get like a sub- bunch of angry emails correcting me on that because i feel like i've offended whoever the original group was that actually used the term coming out however mm-hmm. to my to my knowledge it was primarily like a you know that people when they came out you know when they kind of publicly told you know people sorry it's hard to talk about coming out without just saying coming out a billion times so i'm trying to <laughs> yes be more specifically about it when they mm. honestly revealed themselves to be not heterosexual, mm-hmm. that was coming out of the closet. And then being in the closet was not being open about that. Of course, this term has gotten you know picked up and used by many other people. You know, the poly community mm-hmm. now uses it. The queer community now uses it. Um, God, you can come out as like so many things. I feel like I've come out as like a, you know, guilty pleasure Britney Spears listener in the past. Oh, God. Oh. Although those days are mostly behind me. You. They're mostly behind me. Those days are just starting for me. Um, <laughs> no. Oh. Um, uh, well, actually, anyone who's in our Patreon-only Facebook group knows that I came out today as uh, being a listener of One Direction. So, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I, I don't know. That. I kind of love them a little bit. 
And like so no. the question in the discussion group was about like popular songs out there that are poly songs. And I was like, well, I kind of feel like every song by One Direction is sort of that because there's five guys and they're always it seems to be singing to one person. Yeah. So I'm like, cool, like they're all dating this same girl and, and singing this thing to her. <laughs> I mean, that'd be awesome. Why not? Yeah, yeah right? Right? Why if my, not? all my partners banded together into a boy band secretly and then oh recorded my a number one jam wow. for me, that like I'd have to like I'd be done. Like Mike drop. Yeah. Obviously just I've one life at that point. Singer. Yeah. Well I'm gonna yeah. start working on putting that together. Um, if you could, if you could okay, put your cool, other partners cool. on notice that they need to start practicing their dance moves and they their singing, need to start learning how to sing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I will, I will be in touch. Um, no, but seriously okay, cool, though, cool. Uh, but coming out though really is is we're kind of making light of it, but it is a somewhat heavy thing, right? It's a scary thing to do because it's yeah. it's telling some group of people, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. But it's telling some people who previously didn't know about something that's important about your identity. Yeah. Right? Whether that's, you know, whether that's a sexual preference or a relationship style or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, but I guess the reason why I wanted to bring this up, though, is that there are kind of levels of coming out, right? That it's one thing to have that initial coming out. Because coming out isn't just like a one and done thing, right? Yeah. It's, it's an ongoing state, I guess. But that it's not so simple as just, you know, you're either out or not. But there's kind of, there's levels of it, right? It's not a binary switch, it's analog. But then also, you know, when you're, when you're out, what does that mean? Does that mean that you're constantly, like, talking about, I'm poly this, I'm poly that, I'm gay this, I'm gay that, you know, whatever it is you're out about? Uh, we'll, we'll just keep using polyamory in our example here, since that's what we're talking about. But, you know, of just constantly talking about it, is it... That you're out and you're also telling everyone about how good it is and how much better it is than monogamy? Or is it not that? Is it just kind of being matter of fact? Is it like you say it once and then mostly don't address it? You know what I mean? There's a lot of different Mm. levels here. There's a lot of different ways that you can be out. Um, I think, and I mean, there's different, you know, there's kind of different shades even within that, you know, that someone may choose to come out in such a way that it's like, well, this is very much part of my identity. Versus mm-hmm. coming out and just filling people in like, hey, mm-hmm. by the way, like I'm in a poly relationship. And those things are sometimes, you know, there's a lot of overlap there, but it is also kind of a, just a very, you know, a very different coming out process. Mm-hmm. Or in the case of the three of us, you just tell the entire world. <laughs> Start a, a podcast. The three of us, you know? like, we need to let you know that we have a podcast <laughs> about polyamory. So yeah, now we're out. Yeah, we're very much out. Well, no, that is something that I do want to talk about before we move on is the fact yeah. that yeah. for us, I mean, when we were creating multi-amory, you know, mm-hmm. we did have to sit down and, and talk about that very frankly, um, because, you know, yeah. I think at that point, most of us were out to immediate family mm-hmm. yeah. um, and obviously to our close friends. But that was kind of it as as far as I recall, you know, yeah. so, you know, we we were excited about the idea of creating an informational resource and creating a podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, and doing something fun like that. But we did have to seriously consider like, well, there might be consequences to this because this is a very public thing, you know, even though podcasts start small, you know, and we started small for sure, Sure. but it's still putting it out there on the internet. Like, you know, with our faces yeah. and our real names as well. well. You know, that we did was, decide to use yeah. our actual names and not to use any kind of pseudonym. Um, exactly. And that Dedeker, was a debate you we went had. on 
Yeah, I mean, you went on Utopia, which was actual yeah, national television, was... mm-hmm. and yeah. we were on it too in a very yeah, brief way. Yeah, but we were on it in the very beginning episode. But that all of that, so though, that but that, that that kind of came after the three of us kind of having this debate and finally deciding, like, mm-hmm. you know what, we are going to use our real names and yeah. and not not some sort of pseudonyms or whatever, because we kind of realized that we were privileged enough to be in a mm-hmm. in a place and the, and types of careers where we could do that without you know immediate terrible consequence right without yeah. without yeah. horrible overwhelming consequences and None of us have kids yeah right yeah. right and we'll we'll talk about all this more later but yeah that we kind of were able to do it and so by doing it hopefully would be at least part of normalizing it for for everyone yeah. And this is, you know, this is something that, um, you know, in the gay community, it was definitely turned a corner when when once celebrities started slowly coming out as being mm-hmm. gay and we ha- started having more gay characters on TV shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And in polyamory, that's honestly starting a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. we the only celebrity we really have is Monique. Uh, in mm-hmm. terms of like being out as being poly, yeah. there's other people who've like almost hinted at it or that people yeah. suspect. But well, the only Shirley one that's... McLean also did she? Actually. Okay, okay. Oh yeah, yeah nice. she. Well, I mean, it's a little bit different because I don't know if she's in an open relationship now, but she did talk about like she was in an open marriage for like 20 years, and then that was also mm-hmm. an open marriage that began in the 60s. You know, that's sure. Um, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but also that we are starting to have poly characters on TV shows. Yeah. You know? Um, so that is an exciting thing, and I think that's that's something to be happy about and be optimistic about. Um, but what we're going to talk about in this episode is more for yourself, in your personal yeah. life. We're not, we're, you know, we'll talk a little bit about how it relates to the world, but it's kind of more about how can you evaluate your own personal situation to make that decision. You know, is this, what are the real risks and what are the real benefits to being out to different yeah. people in your lives? Right. And, and, and just, to, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, in presenting that information, we're not making the assumption, um, like we're not telling you that you have to come out mm-hmm. is essentially what I want to get at. You right. know, like the reason why we want to present these risks and benefits is so that you can make your own mm-hmm evaluation and decision about if it's the right time for you to come out if it's appropriate for you to come out and it and may not be in a safe environment perfectly yeah. okay right for sure <clears throat> yeah definitely and and also the right timing mm-hmm. you know this is something that emily and i've talked about before where with you know with her coming out to her yeah. family maybe it wasn't the right timing it, you know it's all kind of worked out in the end but like yeah. maybe it would have been better to wait a little bit longer for that um, so, sure. so hopefully this will help you to evaluate that for yourself, regardless of whether you are, if you're already out with some people and are debating kind of how far to take that, um, you know, for example, for myself, I'm out not only, you know, with all of my family and my, and my friends and, and people that I meet, but also random strangers and all of my coworkers <laughs> and my bosses and like, right. That's just something partly because of my choice to do this podcast, but also just a decision that I've made is being out, out, out as entirely as possible. Um, yeah. 
Whereas, you know, you may be out to your family and your partners, but not to all of your friends or not to all of your family or, you know what I mean? There's levels. So, and, and that might be right for you. But so this is kind of about helping to evaluate that, helping to figure yeah. out what that is. Um, so really quick, before we jump into, we're going to talk about the risks first, and then we're going to talk about the benefits later. Um, but I, I did want to clarify these five different spheres of your life that we we kind of want to understand how each risk and benefit relates to those. So the first one is your relationships. So this is either your partner right now, if you've been monogamous and you want to come out that you're interested in polyamory, or this yeah. is new people that you're going on dates with, right? Just like how to come out to them, how soon to come out to them, people you're interested in, stuff like that. Uh, the second one is a term that we're borrowing from Elizabeth Chef called your family of origin to differentiate your immediate from, family. That well, it's to differentiate. To. It's to differentiate from your family that's like your spouse and your children. But sure, it's, it's this is more like your parents and your cousins and you know whatever the family for that you. Burst, yeah, right. The family uh-huh. you, you came from, whatever counts as that yeah. for you. Yeah. Um. So that's so your family of origin. Uh, your friends is the next sphere. Your coworkers is the fourth one, and then lastly is kind of the world as a whole, which is sort of an abstract concept since you can't world. quite come out to the whole world. <laughs> but it's kind of that just being out to like not not sort of uh, yeah. Anyway, I guess to, to like strangers or your you know server at a restaurant or you know kind of <laughs> that sort of thing like. All those, all those people in your life that are on, sort of in that furthest sphere out. I actually tell everyone that I serve at the restaurants that I work at. You're like, hi, I'm Emily. I'm polyamorous. I'll be your server yeah, today. Exactly. <laughs> Just right off the bat, I, I put it out there. I don't want anyone to feel weird okay. about it. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Um, all right, Dedeker, do you want to start us off on the list here? I would love to. Okay, so let's talk about the potential risks you might be taking in choosing to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest ones and most obvious ones is if you come out within a professional space, um, it may mm-hmm. affect your job. You know, most people, yeah. I, w- I would evaluate and say like most people are not quite comfortable in coming out about polyamory mm-hmm. in their workplace. And this is for a number of reasons. Um you know, for a long time, pretty much any relationship that was not heterosexual or monogamous has been seen not as a human relationship, but as kind of a weird, deviant, kinky sex thing. You know, like we right, saw this a lot. people's minds the, go to the sex. Yeah, yeah, like we've seen this a lot, you know, like in the 40s and the 50s, you know, where if a teacher was exposed as being a homosexual, like mm. he or she would get fired because people yeah. didn't think like... Oh, children shouldn't just, be exposed to sex. Yeah, exactly. The, the, for some reason, it's about, yeah, it's a sexual deviancy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. you know, that's something that a lot of poly people experience in the workplace as well, is that, you know, if you're just very matter-of-fact and open about, like, oh, yeah, you know, I have two boyfriends, um, that mm-hmm. people don't see it as a relationship. They see, like, oh, she's doing a weird sex thing. And as we all know, you know, sex and the workplace do not mix. You know, that is right. rife with controversy and uncomfortable <clears throat> feelings. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, all three of us, if I'm wrong on that one, correct me, all three of us have experienced mm-hmm. some form of workplace discrimination or, you know, workplace. Um, yeah, at least some it, sort like, of 
backlash Comments as a result or of yeah. being yeah of sure. being out yeah. um, about our relationships. I will say though, being at my current job where I've been out essentially since very early on working there, I have not experienced that as much as I have in places where that sort of came up later. Um, so for mm. whatever that's worth, like. I'm not sure if that's more that it just sort of gets better with time or if it might be that I've learned how to talk about it better. Yeah, I actually think, yeah. that I think that's, that's part of it, too. I think that's a big part yeah. of it. And that's why I was bringing up earlier about what does coming out mean, right? Like, mm -hmm. is it talking about it all the time? Is it telling people about how great it is or, you know, what's sort of the balance there? And something in our interview that we did with Eli Sheff, um, with Dr. Eli Sheff, way back when, over a year ago now, um, that what she talked about was basically like giving them enough information that they need, but not anymore. Mm -hmm. Right? Like kind of clarifying yeah. things, but not giving them any more information than they need or than they ask for. And mm -hmm. I think that at work, like Dedeker was pointing out, that's really important because here's the deal, right? Like if you're discriminated against at work for being polyamorous, you could pretty easily argue that that's, you know, discrimination and, and there are, you know, legal things going on in the U.S. at least, possibly other countries about there's, polyamory there's being an orientation. For, there isn't for polyamory, but yeah, not in the there, is, there are people working on that of like getting mm -hmm. polyamory qualified as an orientation so it can be protected in the same way. That's cool. um, But, but... If someone else interprets you talking about polyamory as you talking about your sex life at work, you're mm. actually the one who's on the hook with HR. And that's mm. the thing I wanted to point out is that especially in a place like work, but I would say also with your family, if you come from sort of a typical American sex negative family, like all of us did, mm. uh, yeah. that the same thing applies of like being very clear to, to not make it about sex because you know that's where people's minds are going to go. Mm. Um, and kind of yeah, being, being, yeah, being clear and like sort of erring on the side of, of showing that it's not that, even if there is that aspect tread, to it, yeah, the <laughs> that lightly, doesn't have maybe. to be, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and that segues actually nicely into our next risk here, which is that it may upset or estrange your family, friends, coworkers, or even your partners. If you're coming out to a partner. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we all understand inherently. And I think for a lot of people, that's actually the main fear they have. Yeah. And they might yeah. say it's actually because they're worried about losing their job or they're worried about their kids or something. But I think a lot of times it's just we're worried about people not liking us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had my best friend. Um, I used to post a lot of stuff, like especially when we were starting the podcast and when Dedicum mm -hmm. was on Utopia and stuff, I would post a lot of things on Facebook um, with the three of us and, you know, being right. really excited, hashtag polyamory. And she mm -hmm. actually decided to like exit Facebook entirely because she just like, didn't want to see me doing that. So something yeah, that she thought it, was, was wrong and was like a deviant thing. Yeah, right. for sure. Couldn't I don't know she if she just like take you out of block me instead of that would make more sense you? in my opinion, know. but <laughs> apparently she needed to do Facebook the grand altogether. gesture. Yeah. yeah, she needed yeah. to do the grand gesture mm -hmm. there. So anyways, it, oh. it just, yeah, this was someone who I expected to be uh, more tolerant of it, and she still mm -hmm. isn't, still isn't mm -hmm. to this yeah. day. So yeah. Right. 
Um, and you did come out to her right around the same time she was getting married and like committing yep. to a very different form of life. And I think the challenge That's of true. polyamory was a little bit much there too. And that is For something sure. to be aware of. Absolutely. Um, timing is everything. Like you said, well, yeah. timing and also how you put it. And I, I've, I've found that I will definitely emphasize different parts of polyamory talking mm-hmm. to different people when I have sort yeah. of a sense mm-hmm. of what they're about, if they are someone who's just gotten engaged or just gotten married, um, or, or who's been married for a while, right. I will kind yeah. of be a little more gentle about not saying that polyamory is, is better or, you know, whatever that it's more, yeah. um, just kind of saying, Oh, it's something that I'm doing, but you know, here it is. Yeah. Okay, so the next one we wanted to talk about deals with um, going on new dates, potentially with new lovers. So, it, because if you come out to potential new dates as polyamorous, you may be rejected for that date. Or you may be rejected for a long-term relationship. Unfortunately, just some people won't, you know, be okay with it. They're like, I'm not going to be with you. You're a player. Or I'm not going to be with you. You just sure. like to sleep with a lot of people. And I'm looking for a monogamous long-term relationship. So that's the unfortunate part of it. Even if you do really, you know, carefully and concisely speak about it, it often will not work. And some people Mm -hmm. just will reject you. So, yeah, I don't think I've met like any poly person that's been like, Hey, dating is super easy, right? Oh God. (laughs) No, (laughs) I found three awesome quality long-term partners in like a week. Like this is the best. (laughs) Yeah. I I said no poly person ever. Although I will I had say, someone on OK Cupid like hate on me like crazy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Like it's you so get the easy people who just need to be yeah need to be haters. Yeah. But I was gonna yeah, say I yeah. did actually though meet you, Dedeker, and Brooke within like a couple weeks of each other. That's which true. is yeah, weird and true. crazy. That yeah, is weird and I'm, crazy. That is I weird had and two crazy. great Jeez. relationships come from OK Cupid, so yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's okay. cool. All right, yeah. okay. It can maybe, happen. Maybe. It You're can happen. Jane. Just um, don't just don't go in counting on that. Yeah. So the other thing that you know that is kind of like taking this one step further is that if you're not rejected for dates, you know, you may have people who are new to poly but they're still like, oh, "Okay, well whatever, like let's go mm-hmm. on a date and figure it out." Who may continue to date you but then eventually realize like, you know, what, actually this is not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's for fine. Sure. Like obviously this is not for everybody, but that's still hurts and still sure. sucks you know especially yeah. if you started emotionally investing in this person and then mm-hmm. suddenly they're like uh no actually not for me well um or do the know. it's you it's them or me thing like the ultimatum well yeah that's like, the extra that's the extra really shitty bad. version of it yeah definitely and that does happen sometimes i guess i, I do want to on this particular risk though i want to leave people with the understanding that you know um this might happen, like you might have people who are not interested in you right from the beginning or don't want to get into a relationship because of this. But what we've found just kind of over time is that while that might seem like it sucks in the moment and seems like you have fewer choices in the moment, actually in the long run, like the number of quality compatible partners that you have is actually the same or possibly even better. Because you're yeah, not yeah. wasting as much time on these relationships that are less compatible. Yeah. yeah, if you actually, like, don't try to, like, sweat and strain to, like, make someone be okay with Polly or to, like, right. keep someone comfortable who clearly is not comfortable with Polly and mm-hmm. instead divert that time and energy to, like, 
actually finding people who are down, it does pay off in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the next one here? That um... uh, this one we don't have to spend too much time on. Yeah. Um, but just <laughs> if funny. you're yeah, if you're out, you are going to be talking about it constantly. Yeah. And explaining mm-hmm. yourself constantly. And um, repeating yourself constantly. And repeating yourself constantly. Which is not a bad thing, of course. Like people need to be educated. Awareness mm-hmm. needs to be generated. Like that's all fine and good. But because of the fact that like this is still something that some people just you know don't even know what the word polyamory means. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like if you come out about it, and like I've I mean I've gotten into a habit now where if I don't have the energy, time, or motivation to give the talk to somebody, if it's uh-huh. not important, you know, that right. I will just, just like won't. gloss over it as quickly as I possibly can. Right. Um, yeah, but chances are, if you bring it up, it's going to be a two-hour discussion. Oh, sure. This is something that came up, actually, at the most recent polyprocessing group that I went to, mm-hmm. where there kind of came up this discussion of someone kind of, um, you know, angrily stating the fact that, you know, they're like, you are not obligated to explain or educate anyone, like, explain this or educate mm-hmm. anyone on polyamory. Like, you're yeah. not required to do that. And and it was interesting because the group was very divided on this statement, where some people are like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. We can just be who we are. We don't need to constantly be explaining ourselves. And the other half of us, including myself, kind of being like, yeah, I guess I don't have to, but I kind of like to. Like, I'm yeah. happy that I get that opportunity. opportunity. So, yeah. for you know, you can go either way. I know there are some people who are like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't really care for that, so I'm not going to do it. And other mm-hmm. people like myself were like, yeah, sure, like, I am going to educate people because I feel like that's ultimately going to make my life better, maybe theirs better as well, but that sure. you can choose either one. You don't actually have to be explaining yourself constantly, and I think learning to describe it more succinctly and kind of make it clear that it's like, hey, this is a choice I'm making and not something you're entitled to know anything about other than what I've told you can get you out of some of that explaining that people might try to get from you otherwise yeah yeah all right um, so there's the one last more one, risk yes yeah and this is this is the one that keeps a lot of people in the closet and for mm-hmm. very good reason mm-hmm. um yeah is that the custody of your children could be compromised if you're out of the closet um it's a very very sad depressing reality um mm-hmm. pe- people have lost custody of their children because some conservative judge, you know, you know, sees these people are like living in the polyamorous lifestyle and again only associates it with like oh this is some kind of weird kinky sexual deviance. This right. is not or a like healthy an unstable for home a kid to be raised or in. something. Yeah. 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 Right. Um and so you know most poly parents that I know who have kids are not out of the closet mm-hmm. for yeah. that reason. Mm-hmm. Um you know another factor of it being that if you're out, you know a ch- you know your child especially if your child is quite young mm-hmm. um doesn't have the ability to defend his or her mm-hmm. parents choice to other yeah. adults and that is what will happen you know i've heard stories of like when parents were out and teachers confronted the child mm-hmm. on right. tell me about your parents relationship and like a five-year-old kid does not have the the ability they don't know to, how to do either, that. Yeah. either accurately explain or to be able to handle direct criticism from their mm-hmm. freaking teacher um, right is yeah yeah yeah, which is tough and really sad. It is tough and it is sad. This is one of those cases where I will say, you know, none of us have kids. So, no. you know, we're not in this category. But this is 
definitely one of those categories, though, where if you are someone who does have kids and is poly and and does have the means to defend that, mm. um, like you live in a place where that's defensible and you have the monetary means to you know fight for the custody of your children, if it came to that, it usually doesn't actually. But it is just something to be afraid of, because obviously that's a big deal. But if you're someone who does have the means to do that, that is a really important thing to to start making that change, to start showing that yeah. that you can be good, responsible parents. For a long time now, we've been fans of AdamandEve.com for getting sex toys or lingerie or accessories, things like that. It's just a fantastic resource with a huge selection. And now, not only do we have a fantastic offer, but we also have a promo code that will work on AdamMail.com and Eve'sToys.com, which are their sites specifically for LGBTQ audiences. And our code is fantastic. It's 50% off of almost any item in the store and free discreet shipping when you use our code MULTI. Yes, we love adamandeve.com and have for years. They are our oldest and longest sponsor, and they just keep on giving great gifts to us and to our listeners. You can bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your bedroom by going to adamandeve.com, adammail.com, or evestoys.com and select any one item. It can be, you know, an adventurous new toy. Or anything you desire, something fun, something sexy, whatever sounds good. So just enter offer code MULTI at checkout and you'll get 50% off almost any item plus free shipping. That's MULTI, M-U-L-T-I at adamandeve.com, adammail.com or evestoys.com. This is an exclusive offer that is specific to this podcast and it's better than any offer that is currently available on their site. So again, use code MULTI. To get you not just the 50% discount, but also the 100% free shipping. Code M-U-L-T-I. To bring us back in, we've been talking about all the risks. And to be honest, it sounds like coming out is kind of a crappy thing to do. Yeah, we sure made it sound bad, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we yeah. didn't really mean to do that. Let's talk about <laughs> the good stuff about coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So what what are the good things that you might look forward to in coming out? I think, well, the biggest overarching one is that you get to live in honesty and integrity you get to be congruent which is a word that i really like to use um jace loves the word i love the word congruent and it's basically just that your actions and your words all line up and are in congruence with each other um that's it sounds so so abstract, I guess, to say it that way, but I feel like it's no, a big it's deal, right? To just mm. be able to be honest and not have to constantly be having this filter up of, mm. oh shit, wait, how did I phrase this? Which partner does this person know about? Yeah. yeah. What have I called this person before? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I feel like we've all yeah. been there of <laughs> having that sort yeah. of... Yeah. I, um... I shared this story at our last discussion group, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, obviously in my life, I'm fairly out, you know, mm-hmm. have yeah. to be pretty out. However, you know, within my personal life, when I'm meeting new people who don't know me, you know, depending on the context, sometimes I won't come out. You know, sometimes I don't want to have that conversation. Sometimes I'm in a scenario where I don't feel like, you know, it's appropriate to come out. Um, when Jason and I went to 
a party that was being hosted by one of our poly friends in Tokyo, mm-hmm. you know, met a whole bunch of new people at the party. And about halfway through the party, I realized like, wow, like this is so <laughs> nice that I can just be honest and like not think about it. Like I can yeah. just be like, yeah, like I'm here with my partner, Jace. We've been here for a couple months. Like next week, my partner who lives in Singapore is going to be coming and visiting me. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, and then like a couple weeks after that, I'm going to be going visiting a partner here. You know, like the fact that I didn't have to think at all about any kind of filter. Yeah, and yep. that's great. Even for someone like me who's relatively out, even just having that little bit was just like so refreshing. Like there was like something mm-hmm. yeah. inside me that just like relaxed. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, it's like, I cannot, kind of amazing. I, I don't think you can underestimate like how nice it is just mm-hmm. to be able to be honest and not mm-hmm. have to feel like you're hiding some part of yourself. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, I mean, I realize this is a luxury that I'm able to do this, but for me at work, it's really nice to be able to talk to my coworkers about Dedeker and you know that long-term relationship but also be like hey what are you doing this weekend and i can be like oh i'm actually really excited i'm going on a first date and that that's just a conversation i can have and it doesn't even it's not even like we have in-depth conversations about all of it but just the fact that i can even say that as part of that Mm. normal small talk of like oh that's really cool it's exciting you know that we can share stuff with each other and i'm not having to be like uh i'm seeing friends this weekend right <laughs> like it, there is something yeah. really nice about it yeah yeah definitely definitely what's the next one um it's also going to be easier to find like-minded people mm-hmm. when you're out you can actually go on meetup groups and try to find like-minded people um mm-hmm. if you happen to be at a particular venue where there are going to be a lot of polyamorous out people you can you know say like hey i too am out but but even if they're not though like if you're the one who's out and they're not right that's true you're you can you know at least give them i don't know a little bit of of help maybe or hope we haven't hope exactly well because we haven't we haven't developed the like universal poly secret handshake or whatever yet so if if, you know there could be an amazing poly person at that same bar or that same party or in the same social group as you, and you'll never know it if neither of you is yeah. out. Yeah. Right? We need to come up with what the Jesus fish is yeah. for polyamory. We need the yeah. Jesus fish of polyamory. Well, it's did you know, interesting. Did you know, Emma, about the origin of the Jesus fish? No. Is that like a secret... It was a secret signal, right? Am I, oh. I'm pretty sure I recall I, correctly. Yeah, it was a know. secret signal. Mm-hmm. That, you like with your like in the dust like with your foot you could draw like the bottom half of the oh. fish and someone else could come along and like complete oh. it and oh, then you cool. know like oh you're a fellow jesus lover right wow we need to do that right. with poly is it with the like polyamory symbol like with the infinity heart like there you go is it something you where you just like draw a heart or like just draw an infinity symbol on a napkin and then like if someone draws a heart draws it? a heart around your infinity then you know yeah then they <laughs> yeah. know then they yeah. know yeah no, no i will say good. like me being out has caused other people that know about the podcast or who've like seen my Facebook and see like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm the, you know, one of the hosts of Multiamory. They've been like, oh, like I've been really interested in getting into polyamory. Yeah. So cool. Definitely. Can I, you know, talk to you more about that or something? And so it's nice to be thought of as a resource in that way. And that's simply just by people knowing that I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Definitely. definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I want to bring up is the fact that if you're out, it means that 
all of your partners can enjoy like receiving your affection, receiving yeah. your acknowledgement your and affection. your recognition. Yeah, exactly. publicly. <laughs> publicly mm-hmm. even something as simple as being able to post about multiple partners on facebook yeah mm-hmm. as in like you know i can post a selfie that i take with one partner but uh-huh. then like you know a couple weeks later if i'm on a date with someone else i could talk about that and tag them in it you know that no one has to feel like they're being hidden, hidden. yeah um, yeah 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 because yeah. feeling like, like yeah. yeah feeling like you're the one who's hidden is hard and when you're not out you really do kind of have to choose to either not acknowledge any partners publicly or to choose just mm-hmm. one yeah um, yeah that's kind of shitty and that's that's hard yeah. yeah so being out definitely allows you to to give those partners affection and and again to take this into all these different spheres we talked about if it's at your workplace then it's like when you have the company holiday party Understanding that that's a different person than you maybe brought to the company New Year's party mm. or, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Or maybe yeah. even your work yeah. is cool enough that you could bring multiple people. But, you know, mm-hmm. but even if you just have your plus one to understanding that it's a different person and that there's not something, you know, untoward Various happening here. Happening. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, no one can like it'll hopefully prevent someone from awkwardly mm-hmm. coming up into you and be like, mm-hmm. "What did you break up with so and so?" Right, um, right, and and the same you know, with and the same like with that. your your family. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, same thing going to to family functions or having people around, and that um, that you're not kind of having to hide them or be like, "Well, shit, if I can't bring the person I brought last time, I can't bring anyone," or yeah. or yeah. have to do a lot of explaining or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's also really nice and something I've enjoyed a lot. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily, you were talking about long-term sustainability. I love, yeah, I love um, that one. Definitely. I I like the idea that if you're out um, to your partners, you can just like continue cultivating, I guess, long-term sustainability within your relationships. And also, I mean, just being polyamorous in general, I think kind of helps breed sustainability within a relationship because you're not going to be, you know thinking like hey i'm gonna cheat on this person because i'm not into them as much anymore or whatever and so it just kind of the level of communication it requires well exactly and just like knowing having it known like hey this is a thing that i'm going to be doing with you with you know any of my partners it Mm -hmm. can help um make like a long-term relationship happen within each of those so i don't know i just like the idea of sustainability within these relationships by being out I think this is also an important one to think about if because there there are a lot of people out there who the person or like the the sphere that they're trying to figure out how to come out to is their partner is their long term monogamous partner. Sure. Um, And that I would say of all of these could be the most scary for a lot of people and feel like you have the most to lose there. Um, And that is sustainability, though, is a huge one for that. That even if all it does is start more honest conversations and you're not going in being like our relationship has to look this certain way, but like, hey, let's have a talk about what our relationship is and how we do it and not just kind of take for granted that it's going to look a certain way. Mm. Even just that conversation can contribute hugely to the sustainability of that relationship because you've kind of opened up this whole area of communication that you didn't have before. Well, and you and I just, like, come from 
parents who cheated on their partners. Sure. And when you look at it from that standpoint, like, hey, it maybe that could have been mm-hmm. changed had mm-hmm. they been open about like what they actually wanted mm-hmm. to do. Because there mm-hmm. still was potentially love there between mm-hmm. the original partners. And yet, because we're taught that that's not okay, that you have to cheat or get out or something mm-hmm. yeah. of a relationship yeah. instead of being open and honest about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think sustainable, it can create a mm-hmm. sustainable relationship because that doesn't have to be the only option. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, certainly. And um, then. So just to kind of hit our last one. Yes. Our last yeah. one's a big one. Uh, yes. Um, but- <laughs> World peace. Oh, world peace. You sound like Miss Universe contestant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Miss Polyverse. Okay, no, but oh, that's so good. Miss Polyverse. Oh, or per- what would Miss Polyverse? Person Polyverse. Po- we don't have a gender neutral like prefix for a name, but we don't, do we? Yeah. Person Polyverse. What would Person Polyverse be judged on? Uh, all the same, the same categories, you know, there'd be a, there'd be an evening gown, there'd be a swimsuit, there'd be schedule management, there'd be an extemporaneous speech, and there'd be like a talent (laughs) contest. Should we really be talking about like Miss Universe pageants given the current state of affairs? Okay, Okay. sorry, I'm going to bring us back to world peace, which again, given the current state of affairs, who knows? Um, but the thing is that the more people who do take advantage of these benefits, the more people mm-hmm. who do live honestly mm-hmm. and with integrity, the more people who are able to make their partners feel good and feel acknowledged and feel accepted and not feel hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the more people are able to fully own themselves and who they are and what their relationships are and are able to come out, you know, kind of boldly and bravely and courageously, mm-hmm. it makes a better world for us i mean first of all it makes a better world for poly people you know because the more awareness there is the more normal it is it makes it easier and easier and easier for other people to come out Mm -hmm. but also just really honestly like the more people who are able to live truthfully um you know i think that makes for happier human beings which makes for you know hopefully a happier planet yeah 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 hopefully (laughs) uh just kind of showing that there are those options out there that you know, there could be someone else out there who feels different from what they think the mainstream does and might feel like something's wrong with them for feeling different than that. And it might not even yeah. be about the same thing as you. But if you're kind of this example of like, hey, I'm doing something that's different from the norm, and that doesn't mean that I'm throwing my life away, it doesn't mean I'm being irresponsible, it doesn't mean no, I'm yeah. not giving it a lot of thought and consideration, uh, mm. that that can be freeing for them as well about, you know, whatever it is that for them they feel different about than what they were taught is normal. Because for oftentimes sure. the thing we're taught are normal are not actually as normal as we're taught they are. So yeah. kind of mm-hmm. being being an example of that. So this is our sort of big, you know, let's all hold hands and sing Kumbaya. <laughs> uh, right? That it's true, though. It does make a difference that every every person who's out and every person who knows a poly person or knows a bisexual person or a homosexual person, like it does make a difference or a trans person, right? Like mm-hmm. it does make a difference. Um, even knowing someone who knows someone who, yeah. right. That that's been shown in studies to actually yeah. have a really big effect on how people, how people vote and how people treat people mm-hmm. in these, in these minorities is just simply yeah. by them 
being a, a human in others. their life by them yeah. knowing like someone having just a human connection and even if yeah. it's even removed through another person that it just yeah. makes it become real like these are actually humans mm. and not just an idea not some other yeah. right yeah. Yeah. yeah which is a beautiful thing and we can all change the world and love each other changing the world one podcast at a time <laughs> also voting and also voting, also yes. vote, motherfuckers. Yeah. Happy yeah. election day or week to everyone in the U.S. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you guys... Uh, you guys can get in... Yeah, you do it. Do it. Do it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, if you guys want to get in touch with us, you can email us at info at multiamory.com. You can tweet at us on Twitter at Multiamory. You can follow us on YouTube. We have a bunch of YouTube subscribers now. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find our Facebook group at Multiamory. Gosh, uh-huh. what else can they do? You our go to Instagram. Patreon. Instagram. Our Instagram. Gosh, there's just so many now. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, the Everything Instagram twits. is at multiamory underscore podcast yes and lastly check us out on patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash multiamory yes we'd love to hear from you let us know if there are some benefits that we missed or some risks that we missed or or what your experience has been coming out or what your debates are about whether you should come out we'd love to hear from you and get you involved in the community we love you and we'll see you next week world peace bye when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.